The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Blooming in the Light with your host, Marie Helen Turan. Are you one of the many people who face challenges every day in your life and find it can be more than a struggle at times? Our program will show you that these challenges can be turned into gems based on wisdom and experience that you'll hear today. Now, here is Marie Helen Turan. Welcome. It is very exciting to be with you today. Because of you, knowledge, inspiration, information for growth and happiness will be going around the world. Without you, no sharing would be possible. And today, I have planned to take you on an adventure. But before we go on this, I want to investigate with you what our senses are doing for us. Because the adventure I want to take you on is a sensory adventure. And um, it will give you some tools to refine perceptions. Now, that's why I really want to talk about perception first, because perceptions are deceiving. We all know that, but it is very important to be aware of it. And all my work with Kolemni has really brought me to living that, not just being aware of it, but living it. Now, the fact is that every day from the time we are a child, we see things in a finite way. We see a tree, we see a pebble, we see a wall, a car, a bird. And we are told this is a bird. So what we think the bird is, is what we see of the bird. Which is far from the truth. Very, very, very far from the total reality of the bird. Or the tree or the pebble. And the fact is that since every day we have this experience of what we see is what we think it is, we end up not questioning it too much. Of course, scientists do question. They know there is more to it. But the everyday person, or like most of us, will not question that. They just think this is a tree and it looks like that. But the fact is that what we see of the tree is only a very, very, very small reality of the tree. And what a fly would see would be a completely different image. The fly has a completely different idea of what a tree is. And so it is very important for us to be aware of this so that we are not limited in what we perceive of the world. Because when we go with only what we see or what we hear, which is only, again, hearing is the same thing, very small amount of what is to be heard, we 
close our mind to what really is. And that's where it's a problem. If, we, if it didn't have that effect on us, what would we care? But when we start closing our mind to what really is, then we're missing out on a lot of things. And we are living a life that is not full because we reject things as not possible, not true, uh, part of the dream world, many things like that. And um, we don't have a full perception and uh, we put barriers. We put barriers right and left. And these barriers have an effect on the way we live, on the way we love, on the way we are. That's why it is important not to have these barriers and to be very much aware of the limitations and sometimes the deceiving aspect of what our senses offer us. Um, one very simple experience is the earth happens to be around. For the longest time, men thought it was flat. And actually, when Galileo suggested that it was round, he got what well, he got in jail. That's what it is. He got jailed because it was considered not possible. He was considered sacrilegious and heretical. And um, the poor man ended up in jail. So it is understandable that we believe what our senses show us. But now, in particular, we are in a time where science has investigated so much, has given us such a broader understanding of what is that we cannot perceive with the naked eye or with the other senses, that it is a good time to really investigate how we can as human beings, develop our own senses and perceive differently. It is important because it opens a whole new vision of life which, in which differences tend to melt. And when the differences melt, we move towards oneness we move towards a vision of life that is bigger, broader, and that holds more truth, that holds more love, that holds more unity. And when what I see is a reflection of myself or even is myself, then we end up with a much better society. When what I see is not me, what I see is completely different and separate from me, then I tend to fear what I see because I feel that I don't know what it is. And if I don't know, there might be trouble there. So I'm nervous about it and I'm likely to push it away. But if I'm aware of the fact that what I see is nothing but a different version of myself, then there's no reason not to open up to what I see, to what is in front of me, to that other version of myself. 
And that doesn't mean that I'm not going to be practical. It just means that I approach it with a completely different angle. And I'm able to recognize what is there that I would be missing otherwise. And if we had more of that perception in our daily life, we would live our lives in a much broader, loving, happy way. So this is why I have chosen today to do an exercise of visualization with you. And very often we think that, oh, visualization, um, it's just like daydreaming or it's imagination and doesn't have a reality. But it would be a mistake to think that way. And uh, the I realized that, I experienced that when I worked with, I started working with Kolemni. Um, for those of you who haven't, might not have heard uh, my previous shows, Kolemni is a healing technique that I studied uh, about 20 years ago. And it is a healing technique that uses the universal light. Universal light is that first manifestation of is the matrix of the universe. It's like, like Genesis tells us, and there was light. So we know there is an end, there was light. So it means that time already existed. We are coming into the sequence, into the manifestation. But that manifestation is still something that is in oneness. There is no distinction. There are no differences in the light. There is no measurement in the light. It is just a oneness, pregnant with the whole universe. And so that light is what we are made of. This is our primordial reality. And um, with Kolemni, we learn to use it to give a massage of light on the light body of the person we're working on, which could be ourselves, by the way. And um, in doing that, we enliven all the healing mechanisms that are inherent in that matrix of our body, in that light body. And uh, this is a technique that everybody can practice. And I have learned that, like I was saying, about 20 years ago. And I was really amazed to see what perceptions we have in that light of the body of the other person. Um, I'm going to give you a few examples. One that really shocked me happened just a couple of years ago when I was working on my nephew, my grandnephew, actually. And uh, the child was two and a half years old. And uh, he was in France and I was in the U.S. and didn't know me and didn't know that I was going to work on him. And yet he was able to perceive me. And he was telling his mother the next day that there was a lady. And uh, he drew a picture. And the picture is a human form, but it's all yellow. It's just light. It's bright golden light. So when a two and a half year old does that, you know that this is not something you can doubt. Also, it is very interesting to notice that uh, when we practice Kolemni, we get a lot of 
information, um, visual things. Many times I have seen things in my head while working on somebody and thinking, wait a minute, what is this? So thankfully I have an anatomy book and I go check in my book seeing what was this? Was there was a nerve there or there was something that I wasn't aware was there? And, um, and then I can check that what I saw on the screen of my mind was actually real. And it is. So these things corroborate the fact that there is another way of seeing, which does not depend on our physical eyeballs. It is something that is a different kind of vision. And it is quite real, and it is quite accurate. And it is a good thing to have. It is actually known that many saints who were blind could actually see better than people with physical eyes. Because what they had developed was this kind of, of sight. It is an actual kind of sight. And um, it is very interesting to develop that and uh, t- because it makes us more sensitive, more perceptive to others, to ourselves, to our world. Uh, in physics, they tell us actually that everything reacts to everything and that when you look at a particle, it will react, which is really interesting too because when we look at something, If we observe something, we don't feel that we are changing it, but we are. And so when we work with Kolemni, I'm not saying it is the only time that this happens, obviously, but this is an example. When we work with Kolemni and we do this massage of light on a person's body, we do change the reality there because we put attention there and we use that light, which is that primordial um, reality. And our light body is closer to the universal light. It does not have the many limitations that our mind puts on things because it's been conditioned, it's been trained to think that things are the way it sees them, which now we know it's not, it's not the case. So what I'm going to practice with you today is a visual, visualization exercise first. Uh, this exercise will require some equipment. Now, don't be concerned. It's not a big deal. It's just an orange. Now, you might not have an orange in the house, or you might be listening to me driving, so please don't do this exercise now if you're driving, but if you're at home and you have an orange, when we take a break, you can go get it. If you don't, then you can get one and play this again next week and practice it with us. Now, this visualization, this orange visualization, is uh, very interesting because it is very simple And it will take you through a deeper reality of the orange where we can perceive it in a different manner. 
It is not an exercise that is only used by Kolemni. Um, some of you might already know it, might already have practiced it, but it is really an eye-opener to perceive how differently things can be when we approach them in a different way. And this is really the point I want to make, that we can and we should just broaden our mind, broaden our senses, open our hearts, open our minds, and develop a whole everything, our wholeness. So after we have done this exercise, I also want to share with you a couple of other um, things. One is a breathing exercise that is very convenient to bring ourselves in a state of peace when we need it. And sometimes we don't have time to sit down and do a 20-minute meditation or uh, do some pranayama or do some yoga exercises. We might not be in a physical environment that will allow that. But this exercise we can always do, and uh, it will really make a difference. So um, we will also do that today. So I hope you enjoy these things. We will embark on experiences today and have practical things. I like practical things. Um, I feel that as a mother, I have had to use practical things my whole life, like many of you, and just being real down to earth is essential. But it doesn't mean that we cannot integrate things that are at a subtler level in that down-to-earth approach. And in fact, it is a very wise thing because we know that there is more to life than the material world and than the gross perception. So to integrate all of it is much wider than just decide that what I see is what is. So uh, I would uh, like to have you get ready. If you have an orange in the house, we're going to take a little break. You go get that orange and maybe have a glass of water and then we can get back to um, our exercise and start it. Looking for exciting video content live and on demand? Visit www.voiceamerica.tv for exclusive content you just can't find anywhere else. That's voiceamerica.tv. Tune in now. Marie Helen Turin wrote a French country cookbook with her son, Matthew, Petit Paris at Home. This book has interesting food facts, often related to history, and is beautifully illustrated with drawings and color pictures. From their restaurant to your table, these are simple, affordable, and fabulously delicious French recipes. Visit Marie Helen Shop on Etsy at Marie Helen Creations for the Cookbook and other fantastic items. Just search the header for cookbooks. Kalemni is an ancient, proven technique of energy healing. Kalemni uses the universal light to stimulate the healing mechanisms of the body. It's very gentle and yet powerful, and it can easily be learned and successfully practiced by anyone. 
You too can learn Kalani and help yourself and your loved ones to feel better. A three-day training workshop will be taught by Marie Helen Turan in Cedar Rapids, Iowa on August 26th, 27th, and 28th. For more information or to reserve your space, visit MarieHelenNow.com. Click Kalani, then Courses. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You're listening to Blooming in the Light. To reach our program today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to kalaini at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. We're back. So I hope that you had an orange. And like I said, if you don't have one, don't worry. You can... Go to Voice America and listen to this again and um, do the exercise. There is no problem at all. So again, you're listening to Blooming in the Light. I am your show host, Marie Helen Turen. You can like me on uh, my Kulemni Facebook page. You can join me on LinkedIn or you can ask me your questions on kolemni at gmail.com. Now for our exercise, first I would like you to sit down very comfortably. Let's all do that, starting with me. And we have our orange in our hand. Now the first thing that we're going to do is to look at it. And every orange has its own personality. Some have spots and some marks here and there, little holes, little bumps. So we are going to turn the orange again and again till we have a clear idea of what this orange that we have in our hand looks like. Now what we're going to do is close our eyes and bring the image of this orange to the screen of our consciousness. And we can see it. We have memorized it. It's not difficult. It's right there. Now we are going to bring our sight closer to the skin of the orange, as if our eyes were getting very, very, very close to the skin. We're getting very close. And then here we can see all the little holes in the skin, very close to our eyes. And we're going to go deeper, to go closer, and get through the skin. And as we get through the skin, we can see 
and perceive all the little grains that form the peel of the orange. And they're hard and we move deeper to the underside of that skin. It is white and kind of feathery. And we take time to feel and to see what we perceive. It can be visual. It can be also tactile. Then we're going to go a little bit deeper and we get just to the under skin. And here there are these little white filaments on the wedges of the orange. And we see them and we can even feel them, how differently they feel from the skin of the orange wedges. Let's take our time and see how it all feels there. And then we move deeper and we enter one of the orange wedges. And we go in there between those little pillows of juice, those little sacks. And we get in there. And we travel in there with our eyesight. And again, like I said, we can feel it too. And we go all the way to the center. And there we see a seed. And we're going to touch the seed. Notice the leathery type of texture. We're going to take this seed and take it out of the orange. We're going through all the layers of the orange, going back out, noticing what we notice, and we're taking it all the way out, and going out in a yard where there's soft dirt. we are going to dig a little hole. We're finding a patch of dirt that is soft and that is airy where we can plant something. The dirt has already been worked. It's prepared for planting. It's warm. It's a sunny day. We're going to dig a little hole with our finger and put the seed in there. Not too deep, just the right thing. Then we cover it with more dirt, pat it a little bit, and we take 
some water and pour it over the warm dirt. Now we're going to watch. We're going to watch under the surface of the dirt. We're going to see how that seed is starting to sprout. And how that sprout is going to break the surface of the dirt and start growing and growing gently and becoming green. It was white, but now it is starting to become green and it has a couple of leaves. And we keep looking at it and we see it growing into a little bush. Take your time. It grows into a little bush. And that little bush will keep growing and growing until it is a tree. A beautiful tree with shiny green leaves. And if we look close, we can see that there are little buds forming. Little green buds are forming. And we can see them blooming. Flowers are blooming. The tree is covered in flowers. Take our time, it smells good. We can perceive the wind. We can put our attention, we can put our attention on all kinds of little details. Do we see butterflies? Do we see bees? Do we hear birds? Then what we can do is really enjoy this sight. But all at once there's a great wind and all the flowers lose their petals. They're all gone. Now we're going to see that the little buds that are left from the flowers are starting to swell. They're still green and small, and then we can see them getting bigger. Still green, little bigger, little bigger, till we have oranges. They started turning yellow, and yellower, and warmer color becoming orange, a nice light orange at first, and then a bright ripe orange color. Now our tree is full of ripe oranges. What we will do is extend our hand and pick one of these oranges. And when we pick it, 
We make sure we don't take a leaf with it. We just take the orange. And it is the orange we have in our hand. We can take a minute and open our eyes. How was it? This is a very interesting exercise because it feels so real. Because it is real. It is just a different way of perceiving things. And the very fascinating thing is that Michi, the developer of Kolemni, who has taught me this exercise, has told me that every time she has done it, the orange has never become rotten afterwards. The oranges that are used for this just dry up. And I have done this exercise with her a few times, and I have kept my oranges, and they're all dry. None of them ever became rotten. And that is because, like the physicists tell us, when we observe something, we modify it. We modify the structure and we modify the behavior of a particle when we put our attention on it. When physicists do that, they can really see it. And it is the same thing with us. We modify the orange. Now, the interesting thing with this is that it feels so real. And when we practice it more and more, it becomes more and more real. Now, some people are more visual than others. Some people will find it difficult at first. It is still a good exercise to practice. Sometimes we will just end up getting lost. It's like, oh my gosh, where was I? We just start again where we left at and keep doing it until the end. Um, it is recommended not to do that more than twice. You know, if we get lost, we just pick it up and finish it. And um, But it is a very, very valuable exercise to develop um, a different kind of sense of eyesight. So I recommend that you practice that. Uh, like I said, many of you might already have practiced this exercise. Be aware of its value. And... Um, would really enjoy practicing it maybe more often. Uh, with practice, it is really amazing what happens. Uh, I remember one of my um, Kolemni students, I was teaching a class, and the man was complaining. He was complaining that he couldn't see anything, and he was like, I don't feel anything. I said, doesn't matter. When we practice Kolemni, it's not for our own sake, even though we do benefit from it. But it is not for our own sake. It is for the sake of the person we're working on. And it was very clear that the person he was wake, working on was getting great benefits, was feeling really good and relaxed and comfortable during the class while he was practicing on her. And um, I said, you know, it will come. It's just a matter of practicing. And I talked to him just a few days after that, or maybe it was a couple of weeks and he was all excited. He said, you know what? 
something happened. I said, what was it? I, said, I was working on my sister, and she lives about two hours' drive from where I am. And when I was working on her throat, I saw bright pink, and I wondered, what was I seeing? And he said, so after I did the cholemni on her, her distance cholemni, I called her, and I said, you know, it was strange because I saw bright pink in your throat. And she said, no, it's not strange. I have a sore throat. He was all excited. And we'll be right back. Looking for exciting video content live and on demand? Visit www.voiceamerica.tv for exclusive content you just can't find anywhere else. That's voiceamerica.tv. Tune in now. Marie Helen Turin wrote a French country cookbook with her son, Matthew, Petit Paris at Home. This book has interesting food facts, often related to history, and is beautifully illustrated with drawings and color pictures. From their restaurant to your table, these are simple, affordable, and fabulously delicious French recipes. Visit Marie Helen Shop on Etsy at Marie Helen Creations for the Cookbook and other fantastic items. Just search the header for cookbooks. Kalemni is an ancient, proven technique of energy healing. Kalemni uses the universal light to stimulate the healing mechanisms of the body. It's very gentle and yet powerful, and it can easily be learned and successfully practiced by anyone. You too can learn Kalemni and help yourself and your loved ones to feel better. A three-day training workshop will be taught by Marie Helen Turin in Cedar Rapids, Iowa on August 26th, 27th, and 28th. For more information or to reserve your space, visit MarieHelenNow.com. Click Kalemni, then Courses. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You're listening to Blooming in the Light. To reach our program today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to kalaini at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. I'm back. So now let's get ready for the breathing exercise. This breathing exercise, like I said, is very, very useful because there are times when you can't, like I said, do a meditation. I have been practicing transcendental meditation for about 40 years and um, actually a little bit more. And uh, I really like it. Um, But there are times when there can be some stress right there. And even though you cope with it much better when you practice something like transcendental meditation, still, there might be challenging times. We all know that, unfortunately. So this exercise is something you can do anywhere. It is best if you're sitting down, and we are going to practice it sitting down. So um, let's get comfortable. You don't have to close your eyes to do it at all, but... For the practice, if it is something that is convenient and comfortable and safe to do right now, you can do that as well. 
So what we are going to do is a rhythmic type of breathing. And uh, we are going to repeat it a number of times. So we will start by breathing in. I'm going to tell you first, breathing in what I call on the count of six, meaning that when you take that breath in from the moment you start breathing in to the moment you stop breathing in, you will have counted to six. Now, I will be doing the counting out loud first, and then we'll do it quietly. And so you'll just follow me. So let's be comfortable and close our eyes if we want to. Again, not necessary, but optional. And as we breathe in, we're going to think, breathe in, peace. When we breathe out, we will think, Breathe out tension. So let's start. We're starting to breathe in. One, two, three, four, five, six. Hold it to the count of six. One, two, three, four, five, six. And breathe out tension on the count of six. One, two, three, four, five, six. Again, breathe in peace. One, two, three, four, five, six. Hold it. One, two, three, four, five, six. Breathe out tension. One, two, three, four, five, six. Again, breathing peace. One, two, three, four, five, six. Hold it. One, two, three, four, five, Six, breathe out tension. One, two, three, four, five, six. Again, breathe in peace. One, two, three, four, five, six. Hold it. One, two, three, four, five, six. Breathe out tension. One, two, three, four, five, six. Again, breathe in peace. One, two, three, four, five, six. Hold it. One, two, three, four, five, six. Breathe out tension. Last time, breathe in peace. One, two, three, four, five, six. Hold it. One, two, three, four, five, six. 
breathe out tension. One, two, three, four, five, six. Now you can open your eyes and see how you feel. So this is a very good exercise. You can do it at the office if you had a really hard meeting. can go to the bathroom and do it or go to cubicle or anywhere in the car, on the parking lot. Whenever something is too challenging and gives us, some, gives us a ride, then we can practice this. It is a very valuable exercise. And um, it was taught me by Michi. I had the opportunity to um, actually test it on my sister. One day she was coming back from um, the hospital and she was stuck in um, traffic jam. And she was really not happy. And I said, okay, let's do this. And she did it and she went, my gosh, this works. I said, yes, of course it works. That's why we do it. If it didn't work, I would not do it. I don't like things that don't work. It's a waste of my time. And uh, I could be doing so many more things with my time than things that don't work. So anything I want to share with you is only things that I have practiced and that have worked for me. So I hope they work for you. I hope you enjoy them and you use them regularly, and they improve the quality of your life. So, um, one more thing that I wanted to discuss with you is um, how these limitations that we discussed a little bit earlier of our perceptions and our mental world, our mental processes um, should by all means be something that we work on. And there are many ways to work on them. Kulemni is one of them. Transcendental meditation is one of them. There are many other things that we can practice. Things that are simple, that don't take that much time. We can, to do a full Kulemni, you know, really to go into it, can take up to an hour or longer, actually. I think the longest one I ever gave was an hour and 45 minutes. That was a really long one. But of course, it involved also emotional, um, an emotional uh, modality that Kolemni, that's part of what we learned with Kolemni. And um, it, it was just uh, a person who was in really bad shape. Um, but we can also give ourselves or, or even give somebody else a Kulimni in 10 minutes. So it is a very practical thing for us in the 21st century. Again, same thing with transcendental meditation, 20 minutes morning and evening. And we might think, geez, 20 minutes is a lot. But when we think about it, we waste 20 minutes so often and we get nothing out of it, that to use 20 minutes to really feel rested, empowered, clear, is invaluable. Because then we are 
capable of functioning in such a better way that those 20 minutes are not wasted by any time, by any means. In fact, we are so much more efficient that it's like we have not used them for transcendental meditation. And, and then not only we are more efficient, but the fatigue is gone. So not only we have accomplished just as much as if we had not meditated, often more, but we're not fatigued. At the end of it, we're still feeling good. Whereas if we just keep pushing and pushing and pushing, by the end, we don't feel so great. So um, it's those techniques like Kolini, like Transcendental Meditation, like other techniques, but that's, those are the ones that I have practiced. So those are the ones that I can talk about. And they use the same kind of principle to be in that field of unbounded energy. In Transcendental Meditation, you just transcend the field of thought till we reach that stage, that state where we are beyond thought, at the source of thought. In Kolemni, we connect with the universal light at the source of our own physical reality. So for me, these two things work very well together because it is a very similar principle. And uh, when I started with Kolemni, I had been practicing transcendental meditation for already a couple of decades. So I was very comfortable with this kind of um, practice, and it was very natural to me. So uh, I highly recommend both these techniques to anybody who wants to progress and, um, and grow. And they are not just for ourselves, because when we practice them, we help others. We help with Kolimni, obviously, we help others. But with Transcendental Meditation also, because it is known that when people are calmer, they, again, like the particle in the physics lab, they influence everything around them. And so it becomes more pleasant for people to be around those who are calm. It has a calming effect. I remember a lady who was having a hard time, and uh, she used to come and visit my husband and I, and she used to say, each time I visit you guys, I feel better afterwards. And we thought, yeah, <laughs> that's what happens when people practice a technique like transcendental meditation um, and develop that inner peace. It does have an effect of those around us. So not only we benefit from it, but it is also a service, not only something for ourselves. And Kolemni can be seen more as something of service, but it is for ourselves too, because when we are bathed in that universal light and we work in it, we energize it, we give it movement, we also are in that, I call it a bath of oneness. And it allows us to grow into this. So it is a very pleasant feeling. So today we have discussed the value of visualization. And we have done this um, breathing exercise to be calm and relaxed in all kinds of situations that are not always conducive to it. 
And uh, I am very happy that I have been able to share this with you. Um, we are going to have an other, um, other practices. I'm, I will be sharing more uh, techniques uh, from Kolemni with you in um, the, next, um, the next show that we will be having. And um, I invite you to visit and like my Kolimni Facebook page. Join me on LinkedIn or email me your comments, questions at kolimni at gmail.com. I am your host, Marie-Helen Turin. You are listening to Blooming in the Light. And I hope very much to be with you again next week. I thank you for being with us. I thank you for sharing this knowledge with others who might benefit from it. And I hope to hear, to be with you again next week. I wish you a wonderful, wonderful week in the meantime. And wherever you are, please do enjoy and smell the roses. Goodbye. Thank you for joining us today for Blooming in the Light. Please join Marie Helen Turin again next Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition of the program on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Have a blessed week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.